0: Finally, joining me on his inaugural episode, my fucking boy, Zach Keeley. You are my official co-host now. Welcome. This is our podcast now. This isn't mine anymore. Also, Kyle and Pat Serrero are part of this too because they help behind the scenes. But you're my co-host <laughs> and I fucking appreciate yeah. you, dude.
1: That makes me feel so special. Warm inside. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. You're welcome. So uh, it didn't take you long to say, yeah, honestly, when, you wanted to, when I hit you up, I was like, dude, you should really be a co-host. And you're like.
1: I mean, well, not for nothing. There's not much going on right now, so oh, okay. at a minimum, what else? What else am I going to do?
0: <laughs> I, I guess I know, but you have to stick this out. Now you're you're fucked. Yeah, you had to. So you, I've been told,
1: yes. Yeah, so I've been told, yes. Yeah. So now um, this is
0: uh, this. It, although this isn't full time, this is definitely going to be part time for something that you have to do for a long time. Yeah.
1: No, it's a good time, man. I obviously uh, I supported you in the beginning of this. Everybody told you that you had to do something like this. Just to drive the conversation because not for nothing, there isn't a, a huge corner where local artists are able to get, uh, very much exposure, especially right now. So this has kind of been a saving grace for a lot of people. So regardless of me coming on here doing this, it's just, it's a good outlet for people, especially for the local markets and local people that really don't get much time to really get their voice out and get their products and their, their stuff. It's, it's, it's a saving grace for a lot of people. Obviously we've had a couple guests this week and uh, yeah. I think they definitely, I think they definitely appreciate us kind of them getting them on a platform where they can at least be somewhere else.
0: Mm-hmm. For like a hot second yeah. and you're very intelligent yeah. within the music industry itself. stuff like you, we play together, we're in a cover band you know you're married you have your own place in jersey like you're doing well for yourself so it's like it's cool as fuck to get someone like-minded you know on the podcast to you know run ideas through or um i don't know dude like to really like engage with these guests and 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 relate to you know more than a on a personal level i mean it's not all going to be musicians and stuff but this is who we are so it's cool to have that whole industry within this podcast so fuck you and not for
1: nothing it's these are the kind of people that we talk to every day, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, exactly.
0: It just doesn't change. Like, except we're not smoking weed or drinking. Well, you can't smoke weed, but I can't either. But we're not. Dr- well, actually, I have drank on the the podcast before. I drank when uh, Sergio was on. I was having whiskey on the rocks. Rocks. Yeah, that was a good.
1: Yeah, time. I thought about I thought about doing the beer move, but I think that's a little bit too much of a <laughs> <laughs> like an ego thing about about what? That. No, that's it's not, the- not an ego thing,
0: there. What? What do you mean? I
1: don't know. I just feel weird about it. I, I don't know. It's just it's just odd to me.
0: Uh, I guess, yeah. But,
1: and you forgot the most important co host.
0: Where is she? Leah, come here. There's the baby. Get her to jump up, too, on the camera. She's staring. She's, she's staring. staring? Okay. Maybe if you're you listening, Zach if has a Greyhound her. mutt mix. Leia, she's she's a adorable. Hula. She's a what? She's not a Catahoula. She's got Greyhound butt muscles, as Julia would say.
1: She's a Catahoula leopard dog.
0: She's gorgeous. And she's pretty. Yeah. yeah but she's loud. So pretty. if you, uh,
1: for any of you prospective listeners out there that may hear me, uh, I may have a dog barking in the background, unfortunately. <laughs> That's just my dog. And I apologize immediately because I don't foresee her going anywhere anytime soon. So it's just going to be something I live with. Uh, but she's a sweetheart. I love her. I That's... named her after Princess Leia, not General Leia.
0: No, princess. shame on
1: those new movies. Yeah,
0: God, j- Jesus Christ, dude. Once the like Episode A came out, like that really fucking threw into a funk. Like the seventh, the seventh episode was great. It was fantastic. Like it was a great intro. It Just felt like it was like a yeah. new hope. Like kind of reminiscing into the past of everything. And then once the what was it? The ter- um, uh, the Last Jedi. Once that came out. Dude, it just threw everybody off. There were so many fucking parts in there that shouldn't even belong in there. Like, it didn't make sense to me. Yeah. It was so drawn out.
1: I'm I'm definitely not a Star Wars expert. I just dabble, and I enjoy it. Um, But, I don't know. With the seventh one, it was more so... I don't know. You, like, I expected it to be exactly what it was. I didn't think it was a great movie. I didn't think it was a bad movie. It, It's made by a new director. He's making decisions on something that we've all grown up with as kids, and that's been... Especially with a movie maker, I feel like it's like, like that's one of the cornerstone things that you always go back to and what inspired you to do what you do. So I expected him to not really take as many liberties with the movie because I kind of feel like he just didn't want to mess it up. And they didn't mess it up. It was fine. It was a good movie. But that second one, man.
0: Marie, no, I it, know.
1: It oh, well. it was, it was, when I tell you, she'd start barking.
0: <laughs> There's now, a squirrel I, outside, then, dude.
1: I don't know if she can even see that. It's dark out
0: but yeah, she smells them. no
1: with like, like like number eight it was uh i don't know i felt like they purposely built up seven to obviously get traction for the next one
0: mm-hmm. yeah and exactly they, and
1: they built and they built up the excitement and it just i know some people try and say that they loved it and that it was great in its own thing but come on y'all like it, it was not that good <laughs> it, it was it was a complete disappointment to me
0: and Ron, i was so
1: bored I, I never thought i'd ever say i'd be bored through a star wars movie in the movie theater
0: yeah honestly and like we didn't really have any significant action towards until towards the end on that like salt moon looking place i forget what it was called but it was just so disappointing in general like i don't know like i couldn't i couldn't bear it to watch it a second time like i saw um the rise of skywalker three times because i actually enjoyed the ending when I enjoyed it, um, Ray, you know, says says she identifies as a Skywalker, which is pretty fucking cool. I don't know. Yeah. I,
1: I, I thought it was great. I thought, I wish they would have k- kept that dark tone to it. Like the, especially oh. the cinematography with the Darth Sidious. I thought it was just like, it was like, it was like a borderline horror movie for a little bit.
0: Yeah. I like, that's what got me. If you, you could have
1: kept, if you could have kept this up the entire time, I would have been in love. Man, what are you doing? <laughs> She's like below me right now just don't hanging out legs like a cat
0: dude honestly and george lucas i think i read an article somewhere that he might want to get back into making stars and like please make it no. not even pg-13 and make it R. please no please.
1: <laughs> this is the same guy that apparently wanted george R. banks to be the. Like, oh,
0: god dude became like the first meme probably like that's where meme central probably started you know? i remember
1: that like that was coming up on reddit and it Gained a little bit of traction just because, like, the excitement for the new Star Wars movie. Obviously, everybody's going to be kind of giving their own fan theories of what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then you look at what was set in place for that to happen when somebody came up with it. It was just like, wait a second, it, this can't be real. Because I remember looking at—I think it was like a YouTube video of some guy like piecing it together and clipping parts of the movies from the the newer three from the '90s and the early 2000s. I think I know are talking Oh my god, dude! I was I was borderline terrified that that's actually what we're, they were gonna continue to do because everybody was wondering if Charger was gonna make an appearance in the new one. So and it, it obviously did not happen. Thank god, my
0: fucking god, dude! Like we don't need him to be like in the senate at all. Like we don't even need a senate. We just need him out of the movie, <laughs> like yeah. entirely. That was just like such an eye character. To even bringing him into what the fuck, like I don't know. <laughs> it was just it was just so strange. Yeah, and we're, we're we're already prepping for a lot of guests to come in the near future too. So it's great that we're gonna have like like minded pre um like minded ideas to you know uh, collaborate with, with between you and I. So dude, this is just fucking this is just fucking sick. So I can't I can't wait for what the future holds. And I think the best part honestly is gonna be when we do this in person, when we have like more than just a video chat setup, when we have pretty solid equipment to go yeah. into breweries, warehouses. Like, like guitar shops, like like local businesses. Like, I mean, it doesn't have to be on the East Coast. Like, hopefully we can, you know, try pr- to put ourselves out there to further West. But this is this is pretty fucking tight. I'm excited. Yeah, man.
1: So we just got done interviewing. Uh, uh, who was the guy from Calvert TV? I forget his
0: name. I'm blanking on it. That was Tyler.
1: Tyler. So we interviewed yeah, Tyler Calvert TV, TV, the co-founder. Uh, which was amazing. He was a great guest. So that'll be uh, coming out on Friday.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, he gave us some insight on some really interesting things that they're doing, which is great to see that they're still active and able to, you know, make a dent in the scene while everything's kind of at a hiatus, uh, especially in California, because I think he says from Sacramento. So if you haven't been watching the news, yeah, yeah, yeah. California is kind of in its own little world right now in terms of restrictions. So it's good to see that they're able to kind of persevere through everything. But, and then we just had Mike V rock on from a uh, guitar rescue out in Hamilton. And uh, he just made his move, but that should be coming out in the next not not this Friday, but next Friday, so like yeah. the very end of August. But two great guests that I've had a, a pleasure of talking to, so that they've been really cool. It's it's just nice because, I mean, these are the conversations that you and I have anyway. I know Mike, um, so that was pretty seamless for me. But you know uh, the Caliber TV guys a little bit more than I do, mm-hmm. and you're more familiar with them. So obviously that's more your lane. But it's just cool because, <laughs> I mean, like it's all like-minded individuals. That's fun um it's kind of stuff i'd be talking about anyway so yeah exactly in front of a camera
0: yeah in and to have people engage and and uh you know join the community that we're building because that's basically what we're doing at this point is just building a community to have uh, a, a like-minded uh you know guests and like-minded people who listen and watch to join in to to comment to say something to to be involved i mean this unfortunately like this pandemic has completely stopped the music industry um, entirely, they were the first to stop, and they were the—they're going to be the last to open. And it's fucking insane <laughs> yeah. that we have to. As if it wasn't hard wait. enough
1: for musicians to make a living as it is. Yeah, fortunately, what the I, fuck? I, fortunately, I guess, unfortunately, or fortunately, fortunately, right now, I've never had the experience of doing that. You—you you definitely have that experience, which is pretty cool. But mm-hmm. man, I—I I can't imagine if that's where you, you put all your eggs in that basket right now. That must be really tough. And everybody that's surrounding it too, obviously, like the venue workers for for
0: one third yeah the they're roadies real creative yeah mm-hmm. yeah a lot of these like smaller venues too might be shutting down and even when it does reopen like the odd the idea of the bigger bands and the bigger artists like getting the opportunities first is definitely through and through because yep. that's what's going to sell and you have the mid-tier the lower i think the underground is the underground is definitely safer um, they'll
1: always be there for sure. Like they're, they they exactly. will always find a way with the DIY shows. Yeah. That like that that's probably happening as we speak. I can't say that I've heard of anything, but I don't I don't I, I would be hard pressed to say that it is it's continuing to happen in as creative ways as possible. Um but yeah, man, it's like it's that mid tier, like
0: right on the cusp of, of mm. making
1: that, that stride there. Like I my heart's out to you man. I don't know how you're how you're doing it.
0: <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> I mean like I, I kinda told, you know, Poeta uh like a couple weeks ago i said i'm glad we're not as successful as i thought we would be because we might be fucked like we you know what i mean like we wouldn't be doing anything at all and we would have to like start over from scratch and get jobs to pay our bills and i don't know that's really scary and i'm fortunate and privileged to you know keep working during this but holy shit, i fear for those guys but there's got to be something to be done to um you were talking about it uh, on the podcast too. Like the UK is implementing those barriers. It looks like you know that I fit yeah, like four people yeah. for a festival. Like, what? Well, I, I don't. Mean, how many don't people know how, were there? Like, how, how much I would like that?
1: Like, just for I know. Me, as, like, as a concert, like, definitely. Like, I have the itch to go see a show right now. It's the summertime. We haven't been able to see, it. and we had so many good bands lined up that come through here. Like, I was already waiting to drop. Of course, I already told my wife like 500 times about this, but I was going to drop a (laughs) ton of money to go see Rage Against the Machine. That was my Uh, big thing this year, and I am so pissed that we're not going to be able to see it because who knows if they're even going to be able to stay together that amount of time. Um, I knew you were excited about MCR coming back, which their show is still on par to go, right?
0: they rescheduled for the following year so i think it's 2021 okay. so september of 2021 which is like a whole it's going to be like a whole nother year from now so which, which is great and that's a whole world tour so postponing that on a world tour um that I'm, I'm thankful that they're able to do that but i don't know i don't i don't even know if it's gonna resume in 2021 this is just you know we're going as you know time goes by we're just playing it by ear it seems like i don't know yeah
1: like, I know. So next week, I'm going to see Burke Kreischer at the Oceanside uh, Drive-In. And it's like up in Central Jersey. What's that cap um,
0: space? Like probably like 500 people? Like,
1: I don't know. I know that from what he's been saying, he's been losing money on it. But he's just trying to get back out there, which I mean, that's amazing. He's trying to do that. Um, but maybe he can get know, to the analytics gonna-
0: from it and, you know, we can they could dissect it and try to implement something that would you know benefit them and make money instead of losing it yeah i'm just excited to get out of the house (laughs) yeah seriously no i don't blame you at all at all it's it's... actually no
1: that's this wednesday coming up this
0: wednesday what was coming out on wednesday
1: burke reicher oh okay okay okay
0: yeah yeah now he's losing money on it too that's a shame but he's setting an example and he's gonna you know he's gonna be able to pull numbers and stuff so hopefully you know that'll help anything yeah
1: i know some of the local cover bands here like the uh the, I think the bands under like uh, the agency name are doing kind of like the same thing down at the Vineland Drive-In down South Jersey. I know they're doing that, mm-hmm. um, especially for a local cover band. I mean, I understand you can make a lot of money doing that, but I, I'm very, I would be very surprised that they're coming out on top with that or even breaking even. I can't mm-hmm. imagine that you're going to find a lot of people that want to come out in vehicles and try to... Kind of come out and see that and pay money because I would assume it's pretty good money. I know for the tickets for the show I'm going to for Bert Kreischer it's stand up, but it's mm. it's like 150 dollars a car, mm-hmm. which I mean it's it's not too bad, but no. it's still a hefty price to pay.
0: Yeah, it is. Um, so, let alone uh, if the, if you are in that industry with like being the cover band and stuff, like I'll, I, some of the more prominent cover bands around uh, the area that I live in, they also do weddings and such. But weddings are not a thing either. Yeah, I mean they are, but they're really not. Like the mass gatherings are not there, so you know money's tight like it's just a whole the, dude the whole um, the the economy just completely fucking shifted like to the left to the right there is no like straight lane anymore so it's, it's, it's affecting everything and I don't I don't know how much more um, we can handle you know being apart from an open society again like we used to have to I mean I just fear for anybody in the industry that is you know basically struggling and shit and it doesn't fucking help I mean, we were talking about this earlier, and this is going to basically be based around the segment of the episode. But it doesn't fucking help that you have like festivals that are being still held without, you know, providing the CDC guidelines. And trapped in Smash Mouth fucking ruined that. And we have everything like, oh, just like the the, everybody's. I'm sure so excited to see them, but it's a festival (laughs) in fucking South Dakota um, called the eighth annual Sturgis Sturgis, Motorcycle Rally, dude. And like they they. They on their website they said they were and uh, they were implementing uh, CDC guidelines where they said you know there's 600 acres you can, you know you can stay six feet apart they'll sell masks. No, well, in theory
1: it's it's a great idea, yeah, but then theory. you see how it actually transpired and <laughs> nobody was held to a certain standard, which is terrifying. But fortunately, happens in a very unpopulous state of South Dakota, so. Mm. how bad
0: could it get (laughs) i don't know by the pictures and the videos that i saw on the internet nobody fucking followed the rules or you know nobody wanted to do anything to prevent was it pretty was it
1: pretty packed
0: it looked like there was like at least a thousand plus people there for sure yeah like it wasn't anything significant in numbers for a festival but there was definitely a good crowd and you can definitely watch through the videos on twitter and such if you just like google smash mouth or google um trapped like local concert festival in south dakota you'll see that nobody's wearing masks nobody's distancing nobody's doing anything but yeah, they're, like they're a, providing like you, know, hand yeah. Yeah. Because, you know yeah because you know i
1: jokingly keep saying i was like <laughs> as soon as i saw it come up because i i think uh i think jared dines obviously has been kind of like holding this torch up it's just like this is God's gift of all the hard work we've been doing of social distancing. <laughs> he bestowed upon us a concert,
0: <laughs> a smash mouth and trap,
1: because, you know, that's like that's what everybody wanted.
0: <laughs> that's the first act we wanted to come back to. Like, with you know what's and a shame, though? And I
1: hate I really hate talking about it. It's because it's like it, we're doing them a favor by it, even if we're getting enraged by it. Uh, like Tyler said the other day, it's. Like, we're giving them publicity, and whether or not it's bad or good publicity, any kind of publicity for them right now is good, because they haven't been relevant in, what, since the Shrek movies came out?
0: Literally, (laughs) yeah. That's, like, the only time they were relevant. And for Trapped, I mean, he put himself into, Chris Taylor put himself into, like, a Twitter beef with, like, the whole fucking industry, the whole music industry that's more relevant than he'll ever be with his band. So, like, it's going hand-in-hand with his bad publicity, dude. It's insane. I'm
1: curious to see, are they... Do you, By off the top of your head, do you know if they're on a label or anything? Because, Like we were talking about a couple days ago, a lot of these music, musicians, a lot of these bands are going kind of independent now. I wonder if they – they must be independent to be able to kind of push this narrative that they're pushing, regardless if you agree with it or not. That's a pretty polarizing thing to do. I find it very hard to imagine a label would allow their their artists to go out in public and kind of defy what the general public is trying to convey – and what everybody's trying to get behind like i find that really hard to believe that <laughs> they'd be working for somebody that's like yeah man like you got it like whatever you want to do you do it I find go that guys really hard
0: to go you we believe in you i mean trap used to be signed to warner brothers i mean that's how they got their start but i'm pretty sure they're not signed to anybody anymore um they've released a couple albums after their hit single headstrong it's the only song that anybody really knows by them but um I don't think they were signed to a label. And if they were signed to a label, I'm pretty sure they would strongly suggest like not getting involved with being in a show or anything. And then yeah. uh, for that fact, they probably would have been dropped and nothing would be invested in You know, a a record label is a bank. You you get investments, you get you know an interest rate from them, and you just pay it off eventually when you go tour and do your thing. So, I mean, I don't think a record label would back that at all because that is not okay. And you're basically hurting your whole roster itself. Like we're all trying to behave and get this ready for you know to come back when we are possibly able to open the um, the scene again or the music industry again. But obviously, it's gonna be the last open. But they these these fucking assholes are doing it to themselves like they're just going about their own way and it was more than just like so dude this is a 10-day festival i started researching like this wasn't just like one day yeah so this this is like an 80th annual Sturgis motorcycle ride so this fucking thing is 10 days long i I know about that yeah i don't but this was 10 days long (laughs) so smash mouth and trapped were on the same bill for august 9th and then, then you have other bands like buck cherry lit what the fuck dude quiet riot drowning pool saving abel like from August 7th to August 15th, they're doing this. Well,
1: wow, it's all bands trying to get notoriety again because nobody gives a shit about, about their Rock. existence. That's really neat that there's that common thread between <laughs> them all. Really cool. wonder if that has anything to do with it. Probably not.
0: <laughs> Probably not. Probably just because they want to put on a really good show and uh, yeah, they man. strongly believe. i here for
1: the music, bro. I'm here to put my art out there.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm here for the art, bro
0: stupid like I don't understand like you're basically infecting all you're just infecting everybody in itself and you're just ruining the whole idea I mean of...
1: I'll, I'll say this I hope that maybe whoever took the videos and whoever took the pictures maybe they just got it at a bad angle and that everybody was minding their P's and Q's and doing exactly what they were supposed to do supposed to do I wasn't there I can't I can't say whether or not they did or didn't but from all accounts, it looks like they are on my no-no list. So that's pretty cool.
0: No, um, I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think anybody was buying by it. And then you have like Chris Taylor reaching out and trying to like, you know, speak on his behalf. Like, the early picture that this was showcased. Like, there was more fans that came out in general. And like, like, why does it matter, dude? Like, you're already in the wrong in itself. Like, I just feel like you're just trying to. Like he's he's doubling down on everything he's doing. It blows my mind, dude. It blows my mind, especially talking to all the artists in this industry that he's been beefing with on Twitter, like Jared Dines. Then he's beefing with Tillian from Dance Gavin yeah, Dance. That's the
1: wrong. That's the wrong guy to have a beef
0: with right now. He remade his that, song Headstrong, and it sounds a hundred oh times my God. better, dude. It slaps. It, it actually slaps. slaps. And it's stuck I never to the was. wall.
1: I never thought I'd say head thrown by trap slaps, but Jared Dines made, made it slap, <laughs> and it was complete satire too. It, it's him making a joke of it. That's what's so funny about it.
0: And I think they even implemented a breakdown towards the end, and just to bring the full effect around of that fucking metalcore metal fucking sound. Oh, it's awesome! Like,
1: yeah. What did he say? <laughs> he said that they. It's not you can't sing. That's not real singing. Like, like trap has like any fucking room to talk in terms of. Or real
0: vocals <laughs> are on or real yeah. songwriting structure is i'm sure he had a producer that helped him like bring out that album to life in general and uh yeah. but he's beefing with other people he beefed with uh telly from a word alive franz from Attila. <laughs> uh he beefed with tillian from dance gavin dance like these are all artists who have fucking been relevant and have been so successful for the past well, that was like decade in itself but, you know being on warped tour yeah. at the time he called i prevail like uh, the lincoln park band of warped tour i was like what the fuck i was like first of all how is that an insult second of all like that's say, an that's honor kind of like a compliment but okay. <laughs> like where are you going with this like yeah you guys are like the warped tour lincoln park like you're just like a little bit smaller like all right, cool. I'll, I'll take that any day. I'm like, yeah. Can like,
1: I, can I sign up for that please? I bet you <laughs> trapped would sign up for that too. Be honest. with you.
0: If somebody, if somebody said that to Chris Taylor about trapped, like he would instantly take that compliment and turn it around. A hundred percent. What the fuck are you talking about, dude? Yeah. Cause he's, he's really fucking intelligent. This guy. Like,
1: I would be curious to see like going back to the UK on how they're doing like those stanchions in the middle of a field for that festival. I'm, the, the, one, the big question I ask because, you know, I partake in the, the alcoholic beverages when I go to a show, mm-hmm. and I have to piss like a 50-year-old man as it is, as a 27-year-old dude. How, like, how do you go to the bathroom? Are you able to walk down the aisles? Do you have to – like when you enter or exit the show, do you go mm. down certain rows until it fills up? Then you can go down the other row. Like how to
0: – like I the amount of saying. rules that
1: people have to follow, especially if they've been drinking – especially mm. if they've been partaking in the devil's lettuce like mm-hmm. i find it very hard to believe that you're going to be able to get law and order in a situation like that but
0: but if you think about it you might actually get drinking tickets like you might only be allowed to have so many purchases of alcohol i mean i obviously that is kind of shitty but that you know it is, holds, what it is yeah it is what it is and i mean when i go when we go to restaurants in pennsylvania you have to wear a mask when you enter before you sit down then you can take it off And then if you go to the bathroom and take the mask, put the mask back on. But I see what you're saying because the grocery stores are like that. Like, aisles are one-ways. So it's kind of like amazing. You have to do do it that way. Like,
1: I don't see like just, I mean, for bureaucracy in general, if like people that are making these decisions on how we're supposed to act, like if they see that you're kind of just – Shoving people in here like that's not gonna fly. That's not gonna work.
0: No, that's definitely not gonna work. No, but I mean they're doing something right. I never even thought of that. It's it's more work. You're still put. You're still bringing bodies into work. So you're still you're definitely bringing a stage crew in to set them up. Um, the drive-through things are cool. I had Jimmy. He is a director of the Clubhouse in Thomas River. I mean they're doing. They're implementing the drive-through uh, concerts, and that's pretty fucking cool. Um, yeah. Like, you know, you put on the radio and you can hear him through your radio like that. There's a lot of ways of going about, but it's definitely not the same as a regular concert where you're allowed to be shoulder to shoulder and fucking go to a mosh pit or all hold hands and fucking hug and drink and do whatever you want. Like that's that's the industry that we're supposed to be in. That's how everybody not only everybody has a good time, but that's how the musicians, you know, make a living is selling out venues like that.
1: I'm curious to see – I haven't heard anything about like little places like uh, – like especially in Philadelphia. I mean like you got really – what do you – oh, God. Is it Unitarian Church is one of the smaller venues?
0: Yes, like, yes.
1: Okay, so places like that, Connie's Brick Rack, which is obviously on mm. a lot different scale as them too. Like, how are these places going to be able to mitigate the damage and be able to come back out of this? Like, I, I find it <laughs> – it's such a hurdle, man. Like, what are you going to do? Like, what is what is your course of action on how, like, especially with no time to when this is going to end anyway? Like, how? like, what do you do?
0: <laughs> yeah. And I'm pretty sure the voltage lounge shut down. It's like right down the street from the electric factory or excuse me, the yeah. Franklin music hall. Ugh. But um, yeah, the voltage lounge shut down. That was one of the smaller venues. Damn. Yeah. And that was where the hardcore scene was. And that's where yeah. I do. And it's like, what the fuck are you supposed to do? They're not. They're not. I don't think the government is giving them any kind of funding whatsoever. Um I don't know. There's well, a lot I mean, of- there's
1: a- it's just it's hard there who's gonna be the voice that kind of speaks on behalf of all these people in the in this in this corner because
0: I can't think of anybody who would be that person that could do that. Dude, honestly we do need someone. Just like how Taylor like, Swift was the voice like- for Spotify. Remember when she basically said that she's not putting yeah. music exclusively on Spotify until you they get a pay raise? Like that. Yeah, we yeah. need a voice like that. Maybe Dave Grohl. I don't know. Maybe fucking. Um...
1: I bet you he has already too. Like, I find it very hard to believe he wouldn't, especially because he's a punk guy. And I mean, mm-hmm. punk guys know all about the DIY stuff. That's their. That's their. That's their lane right there. I find it very hard to believe he hasn't done something. But for, in terms of getting like a real plan of attack on how to get these people secure again, I like who who ideally could it be? I really don't know. I don't even think there oh. is a right answer to that.
0: No, there's not I mean, he is a huge advocate for um disliking uh, and and not supporting those competition shows like The Voice of American Idol. He thinks oh, so. it yeah. devalues the musicians. Yeah. <laughs> I agree a hundred percent, dude. It devalues the musician hundred percent. Because you're not teaching them the music business at all. You're putting the, you're showcasing their talents on national television with a story, and if you don't have music ready to go, like you'll you'll be washed under the riptide. Like you'll just completely disappear. And it's a shame. Like you have to be on top of your business within that window of opportunity that you have and sometimes like people just get caught in the riptide and they just go yeah. right under it's scary And th- like
1: there's definitely a way like obviously there are plenty of people out there that don't have to do a single thing and they're just born with god-given talent and that's that's great and everything but if you think you're gonna get that and you win a like a, con- a contest show like that like they would have. Did- I think the only exception to the rule is Carrie Underwood that's it hmm. somebody like that
0: yeah but, but these right. people
1: that could go- that successfully do these kind of things. Like you don't think somebody would have found you by now. We live in a day of social media where you can put up
0: a YouTube video and you go viral overnight. That's kind of what happened to post Malone, isn't it? Uh, In a sense. So he, what he did was, was he SoundCloud, released an right? album. It was SoundCloud and it was, it was white Iverson and he got um, yeah. picked up by like Wiz Khalifa. He didn't get picked up, but basically like Wiz Khalifa and like a couple other rappers like, yo, this is some fire shit. I expect you I I, I would appreciate if you check this guy out. And that's when he moved out to California. And then like once that kind of got viral and everything, like he started going on his own. Like he's doing everything on his own. Like he has no record label. He has his producers. He has his team. Like he is a full on entrepreneur without the label and everything, which is fucking fantastic. And going back to what you just said, um before what was what did you say before post? It was um what was what was the Fuck! What what were we just talking about before post?
1: That like we live in social media. Like, there's no way somebody would have found you or discovered you. Oh, Back, okay. Under- Back when Carrie Underwood found her, lane, she won the damn mm-hmm. show. Like,
0: right? And Kelly Clarkson too. she was yeah, like, the first there, American There's a winner. chance
1: that if you don't, if you didn't do something like that, I mean, there's a very realistic. Ch- there's people all over the world that are way more talented than. Half the people that are employed by the industry as it is that will mm-hmm. never get their day It'd be just be just because they don't have the exposure for it or they just it's just things haven't happened. Like it is a lot about luck. I mean, you would know better than me. But it's like now in the day and age, like it's it's very hard for you to fly under the radar if you don't have what it takes.
0: If you don't have what it takes, some people don't have what it takes, and they get lucky, and they they thrive, and they're oh, yeah, super successful. Sure. And it's insane how that happens. Um, and then there are some people who are not lucky, and they're super fucking talented, and they have to grind and work every single fucking day, like just to just to get you know into the industry in itself, just to get your feet wet. I mean, like I set a goal for myself. I said if I'm not signed to a label, and I didn't I didn't make this an expectation to you know, think that, oh, you had to be signed to a label to flourish and to be successful. But it was just a goal that I had knowingly um, how I studied the industry. And I said to myself, before I turn 25, if I'm not signed to a label by the time I'm 25. No, was it 25 or 26? (laughs) I was 25 or 26. And I was like, if I'm not signed to a label. Yeah, I think it was 26. If I'm not signed to a label by the time I'm 26 years old, like I'm just gonna make it a hobby. Like I'm not gonna try to make a career out of it. Blah blah blah. And I signed my first record deal to CI Records like four months before my birthday, turning 26. So like we 27. So I was like, all right, dude. Like let's go. And now and then I continued, and then like we got to be the great things with that. But um those shows. But Dave Grohl, dude, when he spoke on that, like he's fucking right. Like they actually have artists that are honestly put on there on purpose because they already have a publishing deal or a record deal and they they expose them on that show because you get huge they get huge ratings like there's people like flooded to them and then they lose mm-hmm. on the show like immediately but they're so fucking yeah. talented and then you go see them like you know they're on the radio like especially the country stars like the country stars dude that's a call in itself and i'm not the biggest fan of the uh, of the the genre but i mean they Ooh, yeah. they put them on the show and then like, they're, they're off and they're they're flourishing like they're super successful. So you just have to be careful with those kinds of shows. I don't know. Like I like I said, I'm not the biggest fan of them. Um, but I supported my boy when he was on The Voice too. When was on The it, Voice, Matt, Matt Shuler, right? Yeah, and they fucking dogged him because, like, yeah, I, I mean, he, he, he talked about it on The Voice, but I'm gonna t- to say from you know my personal opinion because I think that um it's unacceptable. Before they did as a corporate company, they were going to set up a, a um a show in Las Vegas basically surrounding the voice like you get to experience what it's like to be on the voice you get to sit and and, and schuler was on un- again one of the main um promoter like not promoters but like he was the face of that billboard like with you know i think there's like four or five other uh prior uh voice contenders that were going to be there and they had it all set up and he was living with me at the time and he's like yeah we're they're getting ready to go and blah 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 and like Dude, a snap of a finger happen? The Hard Rock Cafe sold, or the Virgin Hotel sold, and it was gone. The opportunity was gone completely. I was Jesus. Like, you gotta be fucking kidding me! I was like, you just like all all you just set them up for success, and already had a business like I had a business plan set up and ready to go to you know further their career. And this wasn't too long after The Voice. This was only a year, I think, though he was on or two years, and they just pulled it. They pulled the rug from under those those guys, and like now they you know now they're shit out of luck. So, cool. Yeah. I get it. Like, I don't know. I'm not the biggest fan of corporate companies like that, but what the fuck? Um, that was insane. That's dude.
1: A, that sucks. I've never met him. I know you, you speak really highly about him. And
0: I know, and I know from our
1: group of friends, they've, they've talked to him and I've seen his YouTube videos and stuff, man. He definitely got it. It's just, yeah. that's it. Like, that's what's so demoralizing is you see people like him um, and like a lot of my heroes, they, they don't get the notoriety I feel like they deserve based off their talent level. And it's just, It is what it is. I understand it, but like guys like him, man, like his voice is freaking killer, dude. I think he did. I think he did a cover of Hallelujah. Is that what it was that went viral? Yeah. Oh my god,
0: dude! Dude, it's insane. And like that was on the dude. That was an iTunes number one song for at least two weeks. Are you serious? I swear to God, dude. Like it it, was. You know,
1: honestly, it really doesn't even shock me because like (laughs) it's it's legit. Like that that was legit. And like, Grant, like that song's covered by everybody but mm-hmm. to make it like where you remember that like that and it, it's such a powerful song too like if you get a guy that can really sing or or you get a group of musicians that do like provide like the perfect harmony behind there and just like they're they're locked in tight like that it's a really emotional song to listen to just like sonically like it it just it's it's very Oh, it's just, I'm just thinking about like watching that for the first time until you talk to me about it. And I think I was driving home. I think we had practice or something like that. Yeah. And uh, I was driving home back in New Jersey and I listened to it. I was like, oh my
0: God. <laughs> yeah. You get goosebumps, dude. Like he, he brings it from his like yeah. diaphragm and it's all soul that comes from him. What? Like that kid is amazing.
1: What is, Ignatius brought that up. What is like the first because I know mine. What was the first time you listened to music and, like, you got, like, an emotional charge from it? Like, like um, hair on the back of your neck kind of
0: thing. Honestly, I mean, I was little, little, but my dad had his CDs in his truck. Um, and I had, I, I had, a, like, a CD player at the time. So, um, the first CD I bought was Hybrid Theory by Lickin Park. And I got a lot of feelings from that. And then yeah. soon after <laughs> I went through all of his CDs, which was like Iron Man, Metallica, That's my uh, stuff, baby. <laughs> fucking Van Halen, dude. Like he had every classic fucking rock album in that in that binder that he had of CDs. And Linkin Park was the one that made me like like the hair stuck up on the back of my neck for sure. I don't think they were the first though, and if it had to have been the first, it was probably Kill 'Em All by Metallica. Um, that whole album oh, made me would fucking go nuts as like a. God, like, I think I was like I could seven see it yeah. in eight, your drumming dude.
1: style I could tell Dude
0: yeah that, it, it was kind of like, <laughs> like a punk say, rock kind of not to fucking... like
1: speak poo poo on you because of Lars <laughs> but I mean like definitely like that <laughs> blast that you get like I like when we jam man like we get like we get that energy sometimes and like <laughs> I could see you definitely channeling like the kill 'em all vibes from it
0: Oh uh, dude that album was just so fucking I was ready I'm ready to rage when that album comes on dude like I have yeah I, I could listen yeah, to that gonna
1: murder somebody
0: yeah exactly yeah i really do like that that shit gets me hyped um i
1: went i went to uh what was it honda civic tour back in 2000
0: see 12 or 13 with mcr uh, blink-182
1: no it was with oh, okay. the two main acts were lincoln park and it was uh incubus. I think the was there too but i was a huge incubus fan at the time and i really never like i obviously everybody knows lincoln park i know meteoria hybrid theory i know those albums but i never like never consciously sat there and listened to it i grew up listening to older stuff um like my first favorite band was like iron maiden acdc like that kind of that kind of crap but uh-huh. i remember going to the show i went to go see incubus i had i did not care that lincoln park was playing i wanted to leave as soon as incubus was done because i already went to a concert the night before and i was tired i think i had like i had work or something the next day mm. so the group i went with i was like yeah i'm gonna bounce incubus is done i'm cool i'm gonna go home get some sleep and they were like you can't leave and like it started to pour and i was like "Fuck, whatever i'll stay for it i was like how good could it be like so i was under the interpretation because i don't know i had like this this stigma in my head if you're if they, if you rely on like, because uh, it's not EDM vibe, but they definitely use a lot of MIDI and they use a lot of digital audio. Yes. Uh, I was always under the interpretation: there's no way you can replicate that sound live. Mm. So, Holy I God, went in mistaken. thinking they were going to sound like complete garbage. Yeah. Just because, just because I'm like, there's no way you can recreate all that stuff from an album into a live setting, especially at BB, BB&T, where yeah. we were sitting on the lawn, and the audio quality, the acoustics of that place were just complete. Dog shit anyway. So they still are really yeah, ske- sometimes. Yeah, I was really skeptical. So I stayed and I forget what they came out to, but it was it was a big hit. And Maybe it was
0: faint. That's a pretty hype song.
1: Yeah, I think it was faint. And I was like, oh man, this actually sounds pretty good. And then two or three songs in, when Chester was starting to get his vocals like really warmed up and he was like really getting in there and he was he was giving it. I was like, dude, this guy can scream. All oh, like I was, I was blown away. He could do that for an entire show back to back to back to back, just boom, boom. And it sounded better than the album. Yeah, I became a huge Linkin Park fan after that. I was yeah. blown away. I was so glad that was one of the, it was like divine intervention, man. That I stayed, in and I'm so glad I did.
0: No, because I think I only saw them once, and they were it was them, MCR, and taking back Sunday, and him, dude. Him actually got booed off stage. It was fucking hilarious. So i think Surprised. there was a there was a, yeah dude he was smoking the entire maybe time Maybe they should
1: have played that uh they should have played that sturgis show. maybe they could have got some credit <laughs> out
0: of that. yo him if you want to kind of come back into the relevance <laughs> of the music industry uh you still have what's today the, 10, the 15th what's today's day 16th the 16th uh you have yeah. one more Oh, it's already done. Sorry, your opportunities lost to beat. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, dude, like it was, dude, it was crazy. They got booed off stage, but I saw taking back Sunday. It was him, MCR. Uh, they just came out the Black Parade, so they were just like full, ha- full heart, oh, yeah. wholeheartedly like fucking playing that album, like basically from front to back with some of their older hits. And then Linkin Park came out. And, like that's when Minutes Menace- and Midnight came out, and they played some songs off of Minutes and Midnight, they were pretty good. But they really focused on the Hybrid Theory and the Meteor Ages. And I was like, God. Damn it, this is so fucking good. But you're right, Chester cannot he he could not lose his voice ever. He would stay on track don't on the entire fucking it. show. Neither do I. I don't know how he fucking does it, dude. And I don't and but at the time when he was doing it, there was no proper technique of screaming at all. Like I, we how the fuck do you do you I this?
1: still don't know how you how you do it. I've heard people explain it to me. It's like, oh yeah, you just sing for your diaphragm and you do I'm
0: like <laughs> yeah, and it's all tongue placement too. Melissa Cross has like a really good educational program of the you know trying to adapt to that that um that technique. But dude, holy shit! Like it was, there was nothing. And from the mid tier industry of I don't know, like the whole War Tour era, like all those bands like were inspired by Linkin Park. Every single one. Oh, like, for
1: sure. Every yeah. single
0: one. So whether you scream or sing or musically or creative, like everybody had. I mean, that that was before, I mean, after Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson had a Diamond album, but, like, that was the, I think it was the first Diamond album of the 21st century. Um, uh, Hyper Theory, Pretty sure. If anybody did
1: it, it would be them,
0: for yep. sure. No, it, it did go Diamond, for sure. Like, Hyper Theory did yeah, go Diamond. Yeah,
1: like, I, I never was, I was, I grew up on
0: classic rock. My stepfather was a,
1: uh, a bassist for a, like, a local like, 80s metal tribute band, so back in like the early 2000s when I was like first starting to explore music. Like that's, that's not what I was exposed to first. I was exposed to like, I was exposed to Queens, uh ACDC Metallica, like all like I, I love these bands, but it's definitely not doesn't fit with my demographic of a 27 year old of them being like the people I had posters of in my room. But I was like, I was like 12 or 13, man. And I had, I had a Queensryche poster for the empire album, 20 years after it came out <laughs> <With that laughs> all momentum going on i I was the one guy that was buying that stuff putting it on my walls but
0: dude this is so sick that we're getting this podcast together and now we're gonna probably bring out segment episodes and we're gonna have a lot more to talk about um who do you want to bring on because I definitely am trying to bring on like some of my, of my favorite artists but do you have any idea like like who you want to bring on at all like
1: yeah I got I'm gonna I sent a couple of emails yesterday to a couple of the breweries. I want to get. I really hope the Sheminie Creek comes on. That would be sick. They
0: they are because, a huge advocate for the. Because they team.
1: facilitate a fuck ton of bands. Yep. Yep. Um, they have a whole. I know a couple brewery so- owners. I know a couple. Uh, what's it called? I I wanted to actually reach out to one oh four five and see if Jamie and Jesse wants to do it because I know she's like, out there doing stuff like that.
0: Right. And she would be a good person. Yeah, she's been involved in that, and she's been involved in the music scene and the radio world for so long, so, I mean, she'd be one of the best guests to, uh, to have a conversation with. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to, like, probably bringing on uh, more guests from the Orb Tour era, but I would love to have a conversation with, like, Dave Grohl or anybody from <laughs> yeah, um, fucking too. Periphery and all that shit. Like, I, I have so many people I want to talk to, but god man like it that, that have- would be insane to bring him on the show i don't know dude i have so many people i want to fucking bring on the show um and now that there's two of us we're gonna we're gonna be fucking spewing out podcasts like and right uh, this is gonna be interview my dog we could interview Leia. bring her on the show i need like the uh the animals the limelight like i had john yeah. from uh fearless records i had his dog uh come on that was in the dance Gavin dance music video uh, i wish lauren had her reptiles come on dude that would have been sick um, <laughs> she have reptiles. yeah she owns like a couple of reptiles because she um she works for like i forget what the name of it's called but she she studies uh reptiles and she you know works with them i think like oh, at nice. a at a hot like a veterinary hospital or something or, or zoo or something but it's pretty fucking cool but um who else yeah, bring Layla on, dude. We'll bring her on, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> <For> <laughs> She'll fucking sure. hang out and shit. Um, yeah. So no, no, this is this is pretty sick. I'm glad that you're enjoying the podcast and everything. But I just want this music industry to get back to normal eventually. This is this is fucking insane that we have to you know wait for this to get over when you don't have um people in general abiding by the guidelines. So hopefully it's done sooner than later. I'm tired of it. Yeah.
1: Already. You can only hope, but I don't know. I don't. I, I know Philly's under the. But they they signed executive order of no mass gatherings until February 21, which is I actually appreciate that just because it gives you clarity, like hey man, like it's not it's not happening anytime soon. Like at least they can do you that courtesy. It just sucks. (laughs) No, it's fucking bullshit. Like I can't believe it's we're gonna be through August and we're gonna still be doing this when it was initially two weeks. That's it.
0: Yeah, they kept pushing two more weeks, then three more weeks, then three more weeks, then three more weeks. And now everybody's like fed up and it's like, but just abide by the rules and then we won't have fucking diseases. And viruses. Not yeah. that fucking hard, dude. Look at Japan. Japan have been running it and they're fine. They have like zero cases right now. And they, that, and that's the lifestyle they've been living since, you know, I guess God knows how long since I've been born. You know what I mean? Like they wear masks all the time and they wear masks specifically when they're sick so that they don't infect other people. It's just the cure. It's it's being courteous to your community and to the people that you're surrounding yourself with. Like, dude, if I take a... like if. Before COVID, like just over the years, like I would take a local uh, commute and a, a, a train ride to Center City, Philadelphia to work, bro. Yeah. Like, people would be sick as fuck. I would that's how I would get sick, and they don't they, yeah. You hear people like cough and sneeze, and, oh, and like wiping shit all over the place. I'm oh, like, can you be considerate as fuck? It's a petri huh? dish. <laughs> it's no, the it gives me the skivies, dude. I oh, don't know. There's got to be a way to, to try to get this back on course. Uh, if people just fucking listen, but don't, don't listen. If anybody is trying to hold a festival together, like or a show, please abide by the CDC guidelines. Don't be like those stupid fucks and Smash Mouth and Trapped and basically <laughs> yeah, like spread. PSA. Re-spread. That's a PSA on
1: yeah. the, uh, the limited airways that we have. It's don't do that.
0: <laughs> please, for the love of God. I mean, so many people spoke out. Like, especially Kevin Lyman, the Godfather of you know, creating tours yeah. and being a promoter like the—he said this is this is literally going to affect the industry even more if we keep doing this. So, like, let's not, please, let's not follow in their footsteps. Let's take, let's get the butt rock out of the mainstream get and, the just, butt oh my God. and just and just exactly worry, yeah, dude. All those bands, I mean, who would have thought that the butt rock industry would make an appearance again? <laughs> again, again, thought yeah. we got rid of it. we thought we got rid of it way back in the day but that's it's starting to resurface they're taking advantage of it um but yeah so we're gonna have we're gonna have uh tyler from caliber tv this friday um that he's coming on uh we're gonna upload that episode and we got a sneak peek with what they're working on that they're also gonna be releasing friday so make sure when you do check out the podcast make sure to go to caliber tv and see what they're doing and what they're releasing because it's pretty fucking sick, dude. It's. I'm glad we got a sneak it's peek. It's dope. It. Yeah, no, it's, I'm I'm pretty hyped for their quality. Of, and then next week we'll have Mike, uh, from the the Guitar Rescue on as well. So, and more segment episodes to be released as well. So just keep an eye out on the schedule and keep an eye out for new times, new days. Um, we're going to be implementing a lot more, um, ways of going about like releasing episodes and everything. Uh, so it's exciting. It's a lot. There's a lot of work to do. But I'm fucking stoked, so I'm glad to have you on board, dude. We really need you. Thanks, man. Yeah, I'm sure, dude. I'm I'm sure we're gonna fucking kill it.
1: I know, yeah. It'll be it'll be good. That's a good thing.
0: All right, so if anybody is uh, curious, this Friday we're gonna have Tyler from Caliber TV, like I just said, Um, and we will be talking to you to you, dude, soon. Very, very soon okay we're going to sign you off the now. count you have the count now yeah we're going one, to
1: uh, uh, uh. Two, one
0: uh, uh. <laughs> we're going to the count soon one ah uh, two ah uh, <laughs> uh, three ah ah. yeah by the way before i sign off did you hear that that 17 year old got punched in the face at Sesame Place for telling uh, <laughs> Wait, guests <whoa>. to
1: yeah
0: <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah throw a curveball in this podcast before we end, dude. Listen, like this, we have Sesame Place by me. I think there's only two in the world. One in yeah, China. Ses- <laughs> yeah, Is it open? Yeah, unfortunately, I don't know why, dude. It makes That's make sense. essential. Yeah. <laughs> <For> sure. <laughs> sure. That 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 needs to be open there in these times. Bro, the 17-year-old told a, like a group or a couple, they're from New York. He's like, "Uh, sorry, sorry, you need to be uh, wearing a mask or else you're not to be permitted within, you know, the park in general. Yeah. And that guy said, yeah. what the fuck you say? And punched him in the face. Damn, <laughs> lab, bro. Yeah, a 17-year-old, like a string bean 17-year-old just fucking rocked him. And There's now probably. the authorities are trying to find him. So wait, did the 17-year-old work there or was he a guest? He worked there.
1: I was gonna say, what seventeen year old in their right mind is going to Sesame Place during a pandemic? That's kind of creepy, but okay, he works there, it's
0: cool. Well, I would hope not. I mean I think the only of age person that would be working there. I would hope not. I mean unless if I don't know, like I I would never step foot into that place. That place is (laughs) fuck it. It's just it doesn't sound like a good time, honestly. (laughs) It really doesn't. I guess not. Oh Jesus Christ. But yeah, he got punched in the face, so wear a mask. (laughs) please for the of god don't punch people in the face for trying to tell off. you the rules jesus christ um all right we will see you dudes this friday as well and check out for new times and new days of uploads as well on all social media platforms instagram twitter facebook the limelight podcast the youtube channel limelight podcast and wherever you get your audio downloads they will be available for your Ooh. streaming pleasure Ooh.
1: Makes Ooh. me feel a certain
0: kind of way. <laughs> I'm getting, don't be stingy, Zach. Don't be, don't stingy. be stingy. Don't be stingy. <laughs> <laughs> We're huge fans of Tom Segura and Bert. We're huge fans of Tom Girl and Burke. I, w- I, I would love them to come on the podcast. You better, better, them better love come today. up in May. You better, <laughs> better come up in May. That's my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> I love that guy. I love those guys. All right. We'll see you guys soon. Take care. See ya.